0: everybody welcome back to kathy's wild heart this is episode seven and this episode where we have named throw like a girl my special guest for this episode is courtney hudson smith and she is a professional pitching coach that would be what i would classify it as right okay so when i think of softball i was a little i was a softball player believe it or not oh, great up until about high school i guess and um And then, you know, I figured out boys and all sorts of things, got distracted, things went another way. Uh, But when I think of softball, I think of um, little girls, you know, like the little bitties, the little bitties and their little uniforms. And I think it's their first taste of grit, like not the princess thing, just, you know, a little teaching them some grit and some teamwork and awakening that competitive desire to win, which I think is... It's important, you know. It's not always the most important thing, but we do need to have a competitive spirit in the world. And I think mm-hmm. teaching these little girls that, hey, you can get dirty, you can get in the dirt, you can sweat, you know, you can spit if you want to, you know, <laughs> you can slide in yeah. the dirt, you can yell at your friend, mm-hmm. and you know, like cheer them on. And and I remember learning the little cheers in the dugouts and. Um, listening to our coaches and like my dad I mean goodness for me and my sister my dad was our coach and that was hard you know that was really hard because he was an intense man anyway and um, he was always sweeter to the other girls than he was to his daughters of course but um, there was was a lot of lessons that I learned in softball and I learned a lot about myself um, about how I can Zone into things and get in a zone and pay attention and and learned about how a lot about my body and and like what it was truly capable of. So, how about you? When
1: did you start playing softball? I started officially when I was five, kindergarten. We okay. got the little flyer, the little girl, yeah. We got the flyer at school and I ran home to my mom like, oh, I got to play softball, and she was pumped because she was a athlete her whole life too. So, she was really excited that I brought it home to her. Like, let's do. This. What was the name of your team? For, I have no idea. The my first, first one. one. Blue shirts is all I remember. I,
0: we, our, ours were uh, like ugly brown, but we were the Eagles. Oh, great. And then as I got into the um, preteen, I, we were the Astros.
1: Ah. We were the Astros. Cool.
0: And that was a pretty badass team because my coach, those of you listening that are from Hartzell, that are in my, my age group, uh, our coach was um, Mr. Bates. And he was sort of legendary in Hartsel for being a softball coach. And my sister, who was a much better softball player than I was, and she pitched some and first base. I think I played first base too. Um, but he was he was an awesome coach. So and he was a good man. And I think he coached mo- uh, probably most of his life you know and he had the the field at his house and we would all line you know all the cards would line up the mom would but it's just that sort of memory that I, and it just brought it back to me and I'm like oh Mr Bates so those of you who are listening that might have had the opportunity to learn under him let's just all give him a, a shout out he's passed away many many years ago but you know you so you started at 5 um after that point, when you started playing, was it always a passion? Was it something that like you're like ah, I'm going to do this?
1: Not at that point. I I really thought I was going to play in the WNBA, to, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I, I was really hardcore into basketball, but I just kind of didn't have the right genes for my height. I wasn't fast enough to play a guard, and you know my speed. I needed to be taller to play, you know, a forward position. So I was just kind of stuck in this no man's land. Like I needed to be faster or taller and I didn't know how to get either one. I always played softball and I I always ended up on a winning team, ironically. And, you know, looking back on it, I was like, well, I was on the winning teams every year for a reason. I contributed at some point to that. So um, around high school, when the, the keys come out, that's what I like to tell my girls and the parents. Okay. Like, as soon as they get their keys, is when you really know what they want to do and their driver's, their driver's license.
0: Uh. So, when they
1: can start driving, that's when you really find out. So, you know, let them play multiple sports, let them do everything, because when they get their driver's license, you're going to have all the answers you need. So, they're going to go left to practice or right to the ball field. So, when I got my driver's license, I realized that. I was way better at softball, and I really wanted to work on that. So I spent, you know, pitching by myself, practicing by myself. Um, You know, it it just started more natural to focus on the softball because I won more in softball. Yeah. Basketball teams weren't very good. <laughs> if I was just a little taller, we might have won more basketball games. Or a little no, faster. <laughs>
0: no, it just wasn't the yeah. one you were you were supposed to
1: do, right? That's I right. mean, you
0: did it. You did it. You yeah, enjoyed it. it and did. you still like watching w- women's basketball too?
1: I do. I like the strategy part and I like it better uh, than
0: watching guys' basketball. I
1: know. <laughs> it's like they just they're just so much well, the, to the me, athletic the, part. There's is,
0: there's um they don't get the recognition and they don't get the, a lot of the audience, I think, that the guys do. And it's sort of like women's soccer. You know, women's soccer, they rock.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they rock. Do. And
0: I think they could beat our men's team, hands down. But they're women. You know, yeah. so, but I think that the spirit in a lot of women's sports uh, still today, it, it's, it's more authentic because they're not getting that big, paycheck they're not getting all that you know the, all the accolades and the endorsements and, and all mm-hmm. that they're out there because they want to do it you right. know I, I want to do this you know this is this is my gig you know right. I'm gonna go out here for this hour or two hours or whatever and and do my best and see what happens you know so I think for women's sports there really is this um not that not that men don't I'm not this mm-hmm. isn't a, a you know a guy or gal thing or man or woman thing but I think there's still a something to be said for the fact that it's okay that the women aren't getting all those things that the guys are getting because their play is very pure. Right. It's, uh, it's not polluted yet, mm-hmm. right? It's not, you know, they haven't, they're not in it for anything other than why they want to do it. Right. So I think that's kind of cool, but I'm all about equal pay. So, you know, get, we all got to fix that there. Mm. Uh, but were you always a pitcher?
1: Uh, no, I wasn't. My uh, I had coaches. I do remember one team I played for. We were sponsored by the Harley Davidson shop, the local Harley. And we oh, were the that's lo- kind of cool. We were the low riders, so Oh, I like that. We were pretty good and pretty cool. I still have that shirt somewhere. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to pitch, but they're like, no, you're a shortstop. I'm like, I want to pitch. I'm like, no, go to shortstop. I'm like, I just want to try it. And he's like, okay, you throw three pitches, and if they're strikes, you can pitch. And, of course, like I've never practiced or done any anything before, and I just, you know, completely miss. He's like, go back to shortstop. I'm like, fine. So, but I kept practicing. Um, yeah. My, my first game, I probably should have stopped. The first time anybody let me get in a game the next year, not with that team, but the next year I got to pitch. Um This is my favorite story to tell beginners. Let's hear it. All right. So, my first hit batter, I guess. There's my air quotes. Batter. (laughs) I actually threw the ball over the fence and hit somebody's grandmother in the stands. (gasps) No, you didn't. That was my first hit batter. You took (laughs) out Granny. Took out Granny. She didn't fall off the back. That would have been, you know, popcorn flying and her feet floating. Yeah. No, I just hit her in the arm. She was kind of like surprised. Like, where did this come from? And I'm totally embarrassed. But they let me pitch for a few more girls. Uh, about two batters later, I drilled a girl in the rib cage, and i mm. i was huge as a ten-year-old. I was like 110 pounds, like probably you know much bigger than everybody else. So I was throwing—it looked yeah. like bullets to everybody else, but, right? So I drilled this girl in the rib cage, and they called an ambulance. Like oh, it yeah. was—it was embarrassing. So I went back to third or to shortstop, and uh, stayed there all year until um, the girl who pitched phenomenal all year. We got in a little tournament, and they had like a pitch limit. And she reached her limit, and we were in the championship game. And they're like, oh, well, Courtney's the only other girl that knows how to pitch. <laughs> and you could just feel, like, everything deflated. Like, all the fans were like, oh, no, Courtney's going to go in. I came in and just, like, struck everybody out and did, just did awesome. And, you know, the umpire was like, where has this girl been all yeah, tournament? Like, right? why did you have this other girl pitch? And they're like, she hit a grandma. Like, yeah, <laughs> her first batter hit a grandma. Like, she can't even keep it in the field. But I kept practicing, so... You know, I was kind of hooked after that.
0: That's a cool story. Yeah. So I mean, it's you kind of came in and like not that you you were already you guys were close in the game anyway, but yeah. you sort of saved the day.
1: Yeah, we had, you know, we, we were we were winning. We yeah. just had to get through two innings. And yeah. we would have won and I just dominated those it. last two innings. Do you they remember do you remember that feeling of being mm, there? It didn't really make sense. I was like, I'm in practicing. I know how yeah. to do this. Like, yeah. I can do this and Nobody else knew I could do it, so it was
0: good. Cool. That's pretty good for, for that age, yeah. you know, to have that kind of, you know, stoicness that you can yeah. like, I can do this. I can this. do this That's all the time. It's no big deal. Right. But shortstop's a cool position, too. You know that, right? Like, shortstop, you got to be fast, and you got to have those eyes on that right. ball.
1: And well, see, here's a funny story about that. Like, here's my big regret about pitching is my my mentor... Yeah, you know, I, I got with him when I was pregnant. I just found out I was pregnant with my second kid. So he's three. So three years ago, I'm doing this athlete testing and looking at my muscle fire. So I'm thirty. yeah, I was thirty at the time doing this testing. And uh, my mentors worked with so many professional athletes. He ma- mainly worked with basketball. That's what he's known for, Duke basketball okay. from jJ. Reddick to or from Grant Hill to JJ. Reddick. That time frame he helped with Duke. So he's tested, you know, if you know basketball, you know both of those names. Right. And he said, you have the muscle response similar to JJ Reddit. You should have been a shortstop.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I was like, "Well, I didn't miss my calling. My my nine U coach was right. I should have stayed on shortstop, but you know, I was too stubborn to listen. But you can be good at both, right? Well, hey, nobody pays for shortstop lessons. They pay for pitching lessons. This so is true. that's what I have to keep telling myself. This it's is all true. worked out, right? Yeah. But I've
0: <laughs> seen some great plays by shortstops, right? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of they're cat like they're they're mm-hmm. totally all over the place. You know, they're their vision is watching it all, right. and they back up those pictures sometimes too oh
1: yeah. yeah i know i've been saved multiple times by my shortstop so yeah yeah it would have been cool to kind of make those plays but yeah. wow that's all right so I don't all say, did yeah. you
0: you went to went, did you play uh softball in college as well
1: i did okay. yeah um i had a lot of offers but i really wanted to come to huntsville because of the school yeah, okay. UAH, uh, the engineering program, that's where I wanted to be. Their program was way better than my talent level as, as a pitcher, maybe as a shortstop. I might have <laughs> snuck in there as a shortstop or an outfielder, but I uh, walked on the team and just fought and fought and fought and fought and, fought and got, you know, my junior year, kind of got in some pitching time there and, you know, stayed on. Uh, as I wasn't spectacular, so don't go look at my stats. I'm not gonna lie. Be <laughs> like I was the greatest. Like, no, I, I was very, very much a role player. And uh, I stayed on as their pitching coach for three years after I was done playing. And you know, the two most successful teams in the program history was the two year two of the three years I was there. So that was pretty cool. That's great. Be, yeah. Know, still playing my role. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's a good
1: school. Yeah. That's it is a good I got a great got an engineering degree that you know, I named my business after, but that's about it. And I don't use it, but yeah, it's cool to brag about. So
0: how many <laughs> girls would you say at this point
1: you've coached? Oh, I started doing lessons when I was 16. So, wow, you did. Yeah, in high school, you know, I was the best pitcher. So people, you know, the eight-year-olds, they went, hey, teach my daughter. Right. Like, okay. So, yeah, that's I started great. at 16. Uh, so...
0: So it's easy to say you've yeah. always been a girl's girl, right? Yeah, like you know
1: the greedy girls. Like if you're a girly girl, I don't, we don't fit very well. But <laughs> but if if you don't mind spitting, getting yeah, dirty, getting dirty, get right. down in
0: that dirt and have a good time. <laughs> That's right? right. That's great though, because I mean, I I have other, It's just been this point in my life to where I've started to really work with women. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the opportunity in my life so much to do that. I've, you know, my my history has been kind of secluded. You know, I've been kind of to myself most of my life until just the past few years with yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yoga's really brought me out of my shell and always like liked other girls. You know, I'm like, I'm a girls girl yeah. or whatever, but just never had the opportunity to like help teach them about being a girl, or being a woman, or anything like that. So this is one of the things that drew me to talking to you was just kind of following you on social media, and I'm like, this is a strong girl. I like this girl. You know, I, I like I like what I see. I like the fact that she's a, a mentor. That she's and and there's something about sports and being outside, and and that's a kind of a, a general thing that we focus on with each pod each podcast is. There has to be an element of being out in the fresh air as much as you can and feeling that your elements and and doing your best performance in that. And so so sports is, I think, super important, especially today with our youth, because they're so sedentary. Right. You know, to me, there's not enough physical activity in general. Um, So if we can encourage, you know, like a girl that hears this, that... You know, she's sitting inside and she's depressed with herself. I'm like, well, maybe you might want to try softball. You know, maybe you might want to try soccer. You know, if you move around and move your body and, and learn that you have talents that you might not have ever known you had. So when I was following you, I'm like, I bet you she's just taught a ton of girls, you know, yeah. that you've worked with a lot of them.
1: Yes. There, I, for many years, I was averaging 40 students a week. Is the same 40 girls a week. So I would say um, from 2008 till about probably three years ago, I was averaging 40 students a week.
0: Wow. So what, yeah. in the ones you've worked with, what would you say is the easiest age for them to process direction? <laughs> like, I know, because yeah. when they're
1: young, they're little sponges, but yeah. their attention may be like all right. over the place. So there's there's a sweet sweet little age of seven years old, that okay. they're just so perfect. They're just, they just listen every, they hang on every word, every breath you take, they're just like soaking it in. And um, not that my eight, nine and 10 and 11 year olds aren't precious little angels, but that seven ages, they're just so cute and so sweet yeah. and just it's so much fun. And then the 12 year olds is really when you find the serious ones, right? which not that you have to be serious and want to play college softball to come to me, but you know, you you gotta have that that drive if you're if we're gonna get along. I'm not you know there to pat you on the back, tell you how great right. you are.
0: Do you um, think that sometimes? Because I just know from my boys, because mm-hmm. I've got two boys, and and I know that when they were. They were very huge into sports. I mean, that our lives sort of revolved. We were those, you know, we were like, we got to go to another baseball game, you know, or, you know, we were all over the place. And, and baseball's like the worst as a parent because it's always freezing cold outside. Um, it, it, every Arctic breeze, the way they put those stadiums together, you're just huddled, you know, and it's, I don't know. But there are those parents that they're living through their, their children. There's no doubt, mm-hmm. and and they're pushing their kids to do things that sometimes maybe the kid doesn't want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Or they're investing so much into this child, and the pressure is extreme, mm-hmm. you know. So I know when 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 my uh, middle one was serious into baseball, and he would have loved to have had private coaches and things like that. It just wasn't. We just couldn't afford it. But we knew that uh, a lot of the parents were sending their boys to private coaches and things like that. And um, I wondered sometimes, is that what that boy wanted to do? Or, you know, are you trying to live through them? Because the whole family orbited around the baseball, you know. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it, it was wrong or anything. I think it's great. And I hope it all worked out for them. But I wonder sometimes with private coaches, you probably see it. Like, is there a girl that, she has talent, mm-hmm. but is her heart in it or is her parents pushing her to something?
1: Yeah. I think when I was averaging the, the 40 girls a week, mo- um, probably 50 50, some of them were just there because I know it was kind of like a bragging rights, I feel yeah. like, like a we go to Courtney. And I never really felt like that, but I, I, I kind of got that feeling that people were there just because they wanted to tell other people. Yeah. And there was a lot of people that said, oh, yeah, we were at this camp, and this girl said she was your pitching coach. They were at, like, Mississippi State, like, right. big camps, and they started claiming me as their pitching coach. I'm like, I, could, I don't even know who that girl is. Like, I don't know her name. Right. So I think for years it was kind of just um, – Like a bragging rights thing. And it was so weird to think about. I'm like, I'm just like teaching them how to pitch softball. Like, we're not splitting atoms here. Like, we're just, you know, know? and I'm just teaching pitching. I'm not even doing the hitting part, the fun part, the the part that scores runs. Yeah. Uh, So. uh, But if you strike them out, they can't score a run. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. That's right. So, um, when I kind of felt that, um, you know, I thought I was doing everybody a service by investing in this technology so they can really see their spin rates and their velocity. like All the metrics that the baseball ha- has, um, about two years after all the baseball uh, metrics and the, the system started coming out, softball came, like followed two years after baseball. And I was the first private instructor in the country to get some of this software. And you found out real quickly that people didn't want to know how bad their daughter really was. Oh, yeah. And so when I started prove, you know, I'm not like,
0: this is science this is not set yeah. in
1: stone like these kids are like 10 11 and 12 years old and their spin rates and their stuff are just way below average you know parents got mad and left and i'm like i thought that's what you were here to get better for i didn't right you know i thought you were here to get better um so that was kind of a blessing because i got rid of a lot of those people who were just doing it because and parents were living yeah. through their kids like No, like this is where you really are and this is what you really have to do to get to the next level. So now it's, I'm working with probably around 30, but it's mixed baseball and softball and I'm actually starting to add in some other sports because it's a, you know, it's metrics driven movement patterns type exercise. So right now pitching is a very small piece of what I do um, really because I can just, it's just so easy for me to convey the points that I need to pitchers. And because I have weeded out some of the ones who aren't serious, they're all super receptive. So, you know, it's really like, hey, you pitched great. Everything looks good. Go over and work on your reverse lunges. Or your reverse bear crawls are terrible. Or you need a deadlift more. Or, what did you eat today? Did you sleep? Why are you Why are you coming in here with caffeine? Like Starbucks coffee, you're 13. You don't need, yeah. you know. So there's, there's so many more aspects that I get to teach them that, you know, they may not play college softball. But they're going to have their bodies the rest of their life. Like, they're going to have to sleep. Well, and, and all the knowledge himself. that you gave them, right? Because right. that'll
0: stick with them, especially at that age. And, and how great is it that they're getting health knowledge on right. top of performance knowledge, right. too? So it's not just softball. You're doing baseball and all sorts of stuff, I too. do.
1: I do have some baseball guys. So, um, yeah. And it's they're real fun because they're, they're really receptive. And they... Uh, the nutrition is huge for them. Yeah. And just teaching them, Hey, gummy bears and popcorns is not, you know, that those aren't vegetables. That's not going to get you <laughs> to fruit. the pros. That's not going to help you yeah. like, get those out. Let's get up your protein and teaching them about this stuff. And, you know, telling them like, you need to pick up heavy stuff and put it back down and pick it up again. Like you, if yeah. you want to throw hard, you got to pick up heavy stuff. You got to be strong. You got to be big. Yeah. So they, they love that part. And the parents, you know, it's coming from a female instead of you know a big dude who's just like go you know it's it seems more genuine instead of you know just a meathead baseball coach yelling something at him was like no like this is what it takes like do it
0: I, I think uh coming from a woman probably for for the voice it's it's got to be very different but I think it's processed probably different like you're saying they process it differently right than coming from the the more direct man probably who's kind of in their faces but I yeah. I, I could see you kind of getting in their faces a little bit there too
1: it's a relaxed intensity in a good way yeah in
0: a good way like listen boy you yeah.
1: know you know i'll, I'll call them like i'll make fun of them a little bit but it's it's like i'm calling them out but i'm not like embarrassing them
0: sure and that's important right yeah yeah that's important so, so. what do uh your girls or, or or any of your people you're training what do they call you
1: coach Co- courtney coach yeah. courtney yeah
0: it's got a good ring to it, mm-hmm. Coach Courtney. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, I think it's important for women like like you and for I, or anybody. I think everybody needs to have a purpose, right? So do you feel like your, your, your job is making a difference?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a
0: great feeling, you know, yeah. to know that you're instilling something in our youth and a work ethic? Right, And again, we're going back to kind of where we are in the world today, especially with our our youth, and and they're so sedentary. And um, they stay inside way too much, and they're probably vitamin D-deprived. And Mm -hmm. they need to learn teamwork. They need to learn to take constructive criticism. And I think that sports are so, so important for that. I mean, my dad was weak in the summer you will play something Mm -hmm. you will play something or you know throughout your school year you will play something you will either do cheerleading you will do gymnastics you will do softball we're gonna do something and you were still expected to keep your grades up you know it wasn't like you know okay oh well yeah you're doing great at that we won't worry about that history grade no you still had to keep your grades up so do you ever have privy to any? You know, are they keeping their grades up? Or that's probably none of your concern. Or
1: it's no, we we talk about it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, like I said, I have this fancy degree that I don't use. So I tell them like biochemical engineering degree, like bio biology, chemistry, math, physics. Like I, you're a bit of a brainiac. I've done it. Yeah, I yeah. like I like a challenge. So I, love I wanted that. something difficult. So I picked. I asked counselors, what's the hardest degree you have? And they you said, did not, did you <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they first told me optical engineering, and I'm like, I don't really know what that is. Like, what's next? They said, yeah. the, the chemi- chemical engineering. So she's pretty, she's tough, and she's smart, you know, So okay. she's kind of got it all going on. So it's, uh, I don't handle excuses well for my kids. They're like, yeah. Oh, my math is like, Oh, I'm not doing good at math. And I'm like, math, two plus two is four. It's always four. Like there's no like theories around math. Right. Like, it's pretty definite. Like you know it or you don't like, and you can memorize a lot of the math stuff. It's not going to change. Um, and I always use my favorite quote. Uh, I stole this from uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil, okay. Lil Wayne, sorry. Sorry. Lil Wayne, not Little Wayne. Gosh, right. that was embarrassing. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, so uh, I saw, watched him behind the music and they asked him if he did well in school. And like, you would just think, you know, Probably not. Some of the lyrics that are I think in his he's songs. really smart, right? He, yeah. He was just like, I don't understand how you could be bad at school. They give you books with the answers in it. The answers to the test are in the books. Just read the books. The answers are there. So that's one of my favorite quotes. If, if yeah. they start stressing out about schoolwork, I'm like, did they give you a book? They're like, yeah. I was like, the answers are in the book you know if you read it you'll (laughs) have the answers too it's that easy and they all kind of roll their eyes but then you know the next week they're like hey i made it be on my test i'm like yeah because the answers were right in front of you right they hand them to you so yeah we we touch on a little bit of everything um just i've had a discussion with a girl before who's not really sure she wants to play college softball which is fine but i told her if you don't take care of yourself and you're late for your job guess what you're not going to have a job very long. Like, you need to be able to wake up yeah. on time and be places on time. Like that stuff's important. And right, you want to make money, right?
0: I think that's another <laughs> thing sports do too. It, it teaches them that you're responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have practice at this time and you get there late, and the coach looks at you and says sit on the bench, and you won't play in the next game. Well, you better get there. Yeah. You know, you need to get up, and you need to get there on time. You know, right. so I think there's just so much about sports. That we really just need to make sure. I mean, you don't want to force your child to do anything they really don't want to do, but we've got to find a way to get that back into the norm, you know. And I'm this year's just been such a hard year, and I know that kids are missing out on all that, and I hate that for them. But you know, hang in there; it'll be back, right? And in the meantime, you can be practicing. You can go outside. You can you can throw a ball. You know, you can if you got a sibling, you know, you can go out there and play a game of catch or. You know, a quick game of basketball or whatever that is. So, okay, on a more personal note, yeah. you're your mom. I am two sons, right? Yes. Two boys. Yes. All right. How old are they?
1: My oldest is five. My youngest turned three this month.
0: So you got a, you got a lot mm-hmm. of energy in the house, yes. right? Oh yeah, so and, much fun and all male energy
1: just running around yes. in there. The girl, the the dog's a girl. So sometimes sometimes I take her to work with me and she's just like, Thank you. They sit on me all the time. (laughs) Thank you for saving me. What kind of dog do you have? She's a boxer pit mix. I think I've seen a picture of her. She's great. She's so good.
0: And your husband, he's kind of into bodybuilding and stuff like that. Yes. So, So you got a lot of guy stuff going on around there.
1: Yeah. When they do boys' club, they like take their shirts off and. Skit and yeah, yeah pee in the yard and all that yeah, lift weights <laughs> and listen to rock and roll and yeah.
0: But they have a very strong mom that is helping to create or, or bring about in our world a lot of strong women. Yes. And I think that they're gonna pick up on that as they get older and that's gonna turn them into really good guys. You know, like guys that are good to their girls and that encourage them to like do whatever they want, and, right. and you don't have to be a princess or whatever, you know, you can be whatever kind of girl you want to be, that's right? You know, so I think that's cool. You know, a lot of um people when they work with girls or just boys they're like oh i want a girl you know i just Mm -hmm. or i want i want all boys or whatever and i'm like oh god's gonna give you what he wants you to have whatever Mm -hmm. that is and maybe you needed a little balance right with Mm -hmm. all the women in your life and Mm -hmm. all the girls maybe when you come home to just that boy stuff it's like oh
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, good stuff. Especially right now because they're just mommy and kisses and hugs They're and, really cute. You know, they are. <laughs> they are really they're cute. So cute. They're adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Um
0: but yeah, a boy mom being a boy mom's a good thing. Yeah. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Boys are super cool. Um and where else was I going to go? Okay, I want everybody to know exactly where they can find you if they're on social media. So we're gonna, um, I'm gonna hand just hand that over to you and let you tell them where all
1: they can find you. Okay. So I have kind of two businesses I run. Um, my local facility is called Engineered Performance Lab, and that's here in Huntsville. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I think that's it. Tell them your
0: Instagram handles so they can find you.
1: It'll be at engineered underscore performance underscore lab.
0: Okay. And Uh I will put all of that on the podcast as well so you guys can see it. And you have a Facebook page for that too? I do. Okay, cool. Mm And so, if they want to, con- if anyone wants to contact you for sports performance, basically, sports performance, yes. it doesn't have to be pitching or it, in particular. It can just be like how to improve my performance, right?
1: Correct. I've do worked, you
0: take on old
1: ladies? I'm working like on it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, I actually have a, an assessment that I do. I uh, learned it from my mentor, and okay. um, I just put Brian through it for the first time. How do you do? Yeah, he. You really don't pass it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's more of a let's bring awareness to what's really going on. Yeah. So he likes to lift and he's big and he's strong and he, you know, he can deadlift like over 400 pounds and probably more if, you know, yeah, he didn't want to blow out his knee. All right. So smart. Yeah. 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 He's very smart. Uh, so when I did the assessment, he was just like, man, I'm weak. I'm like, no, you're not weak. It's just your right leg stronger than your left leg and your right groin is limiting a lot of hip mobility. And, you need to do this stretch, and your his uh, his right arm ex- doesn't extend as much as his left arm. So he's been having bicep problems because I like deadlifts, and he knows deadlifts are good for him. And but his arm isn't locking out like it's supposed to, so he's actually holding more tension in his right side and putting more strain on the bicep. That's tendon. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, I would like to know that. I, I would just because I know you know, through yoga, all about the alignment, but yeah. I can tell that I put more stress on one side of my body than the other. Mm-hmm. I can tell like when one hamstring's acting up, I know probably what I'm doing. Yeah. So generally we're probably not as balanced as we
1: think we are. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be from anything too, like the way you sleep, the way yes. you walk, the shoes you wear.
1: Yes. Um, I actually wrote a book beginning of the quarantine called Eight Hour Injury. And it was all about sleep positions and really for overhead athletes.
0: Yeah. Okay. We need to do this. Yeah. yeah.
1: I Should have brought copies. I need to redo it. I, there's. I missed the storytelling element of a book. Nobody really told me how to write a book. I just like I'm gonna do it. And I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. And by the time Brian and the boys woke up, I'm like,
0: I've already got like. Where can they find it? If they
1: want hourinjurycom Okay. That's where it's at.
0: All right, y'all guys, check it yeah. out because. Yeah. Okay. So I'm interested. Maybe we'll, we'll get together and do an evaluation and see, I'm a little afraid to figure out where all my imbalances are, but it'll be all right. I can figure it out, but knowledge is power, right? Exactly. So if we can figure those things out, there's more longevity in everything that we're doing and the performance is
1: better. Right. And just general moving around. Like, you know, if, if you're having upper back pain, is it really your upper back or is your left ankle tight? Like, Where's the real source follow of the problem? The, follow the chain, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. And and you you just you, it's hard for a lot of people to connect the dots. Yeah. And then exactly. you have to explain it, and they're like, Oh, right. Okay.
1: Well, what I find mostly is, and this is why I want to get you know help everybody, not just athletes, because if you if your left knee hurts, right? You said you had some hamstring issues, so maybe you're this is causing some knee pain or hip pain, whatever. You go to a doctor, and they say, Oh, she's got left hip pain they send you to a physical therapist, they can only work on the injured area. Right. What I find through my testing, because I'm a personal trainer and I only work on healthy individuals, like if you have a real injury, like, you no, know, you go to a doctor, like I only work on people who kind of feel funny, like something feels right. kind of funny. If you're true injury, you know, I don't try to pretend I'm a doctor. But what I find is if you're having some discomfort in the left hip, it's usually the right hip that's the problem. So maybe it's tight or it's weak. So the left hip is trying to pull double duty uh-huh. and, and is just getting tired, you know, yeah. you know, lack of better words. Like it's just it's tired. It's doing both yeah. work. So that is where the the pain originates, right. but it's really the other side. So that's what...
0: That's funny. You said that. I had a friend of mine and he went to the doctor about shoulder problems, like his shoulder was hurting. And they looked at the shoulders and they operated on the other shoulder. Because they were like, we'll get to that one. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the other shoulder that is the problem. And he was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, this is the one that hurts. And they're mm-hmm. like, that may be the one that hurts. But this is the one that has to be fixed first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he's telling me that. And I'm looking at him like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think you need another doctor. <laughs> but but no, they were totally right on. Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: that's what I haven't found, unless there's an actual injury. Like maybe you've recovered from an injury and, you know, then you come to me, like release right. from a doctor, unless you've actually had an actual injury. Most of the time it's like a trauma, you know, like somebody slid into you or something like that. Right. It's always whatever side's hurting the other side's the one that needs the attention. That's good
0: to know. That's, yeah. That's good to know. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk later. We'll get okay. that done. All right. So thank you. This was great. You're thank welcome. you for your time and keep doing it. what you're doing and keep making that difference and keep helping people out. And hopefully this year will end sometime, <laughs> you know, with everything that's going on and we can get everybody back out there, breathing fresh air and, and playing mm-hmm. sports and having a good time and, and, and laugh. But you guys, in the meantime, let's still laugh. Let's still go outside and breathe fresh air. And let's still do the things we love as safely as we can. And let's take care of each other and know that there's people out there that really do care. And um, let's just hang in there. This has got to come to an end soon. Right. And thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And guys, everything uh, will be posted on the podcast post as far as hashtags and all that good stuff and if you're interested if you don't read that and you're just listening to the podcast just rewind it back a little bit and Courtney left all of the hashtags and social media stuff for you to find and we are out thank you guys have a great day